0: Hey what's up everyone? This is Martina Abrahams and you're listening to You Had Me at Black. Today you'll hear from Jasmine. Jasmine moved to the Bay Area from the Bronx, New York in search of a safer environment for people who are both black and queer. She quickly learned that while there are plenty of safe spaces for queer people in San Francisco or Oakland, people of color were often left out or marginalized. So she did something about it. Today she brings us back to the very first party she threw and how she overcame transphobia to keep pushing and keep partying. Here's what happened. I want you to all, this, in, all this, in. <laughs> this is You Had Me at Black, the podcast where black millennials tell true life stories.
1: My story starts on Facebook. There was this rapper of Duali who is queer and black and from Baltimore, who I was a big fan of. So they had this really low budget video with like a green screen background, like voguing to the song called Banji Bitch. I saw that video, I commented on it, and he replied to one of my comments. And ever since that, we were friends on Facebook. Then I move out to the Bay and have like a huge social media presence and I guess Abdul Ali observed that. So, I open my Facebook messages and I see Abdul Ali had messaged me and he's saying, you know, that he's coming out to Oakland. He sees that I'm out here and like really connected to the community and he wanted to come out here. I, you know, was immediately just like Acid. Like, oh my God! Like, Abdul Ali is asking me something. I had a little bit of experience throwing parties, so I like immediately reached out to my friends. It was like, oh my God! Like, Abdul Ali is like, contacting me. I was like, we have to throw a party. We have to do this. We all got really excited, but you know, I don't think we realized all the work that would go into it. Also, so we're thinking of venues where, like, asking all these people, all these friends were getting turned down left and right. Some places might have been slightly transphobic or homophobic. We heard things like, oh, we already have a party like that here. And I'm like, what do you mean a party like that? (laughs) Like, what does that mean? And it was getting crunch time, so we were worried that we weren't going to even find a venue. And then we... Decided to try to throw the party at this place, Kilombo, or Africa Town in West Oakland. It's like this black community center in the heart of West Oakland, and like it's kind of a big deal. And they were really all about it too. And we are just confirming everything. I like message Abdul Ali. I'm like we have the venue. I got all these other local Bay Area artists involved in DJs. We had Maya Songbird, DJ Lady Footlocker, DJ Miss Cunt, and DJ Dell, Dutch Boy. And they were super excited. And all the people throwing the party are trans people and gender non-conforming people, mostly of color. So the party was a big deal because of the fact that it was the first in the Bay Area that I know of that was a party that was run by all trans people. There's, you know, lots of queer parties. There's lots of all the other spectrums that exist. But for trans people, a lot of the times the parties are almost always sexualized in a certain way or assumed to be a certain thing that we were not trying to do. And I think that's why people were so excited about it a different side of the trans experience. So it's the day of the party, and we're like running around like headless chickens. We like get to Quilombo and The party is in the basement. So we're down there and it smells. It's like really funky. And we're like, what are we gonna do? So we run and get like incense and we have black lights and we just end up overhauling the whole basement. Our friend Orchid decides to bring some candles and we had like a little blessing moment to bless the night. So we lit the candles, Orchid tells us to put our intentions into the candles, and so we each take a turn holding it and close our eyes and put our hopes into the candles, and we had them burning all night, so the party is definitely a hit. People are lining up outside, like there's lines just everywhere. <laughs> it was a really crowded party. We get to like the middle and the night is almost half over. The crowd is kind of dwindling a little bit and I go outside cause this was like the moment I had to smoke a cigarette. So I'm standing in front of the venue smoking a cigarette and i hear these guys complaining to these two women that were at my party and they were telling them that they couldn't smoke in front of the venue and nobody told me that that was a rule i turned around i was like what are you doing and these guys are like y'all can't smoke out here, you know, y'all gotta respect our place. And I was like, oh, well, I didn't know that that was a rule. We'll just finish these. I told the two other girls that they could go smoke in the back, so they did. And I'm still standing out front, still, of course, smoking a cigarette. And this guy just suddenly really gets violent and, like, starts getting in my face and telling me that I need to go inside. And I'm like... This is my party, it's totally okay. I'm gonna smoke out here. Nobody else is smoking out here. Don't worry about it. He's like, well, this is my place. And one thing led to another and he hauled off and punched me in the face. So I'm appalled and all these people saw this happen. So suddenly they come running over and get between he and I and crowd around us. And trying to defend me, he hits me again. And I'm just like standing there, shocked. And then people end up pulling him away. And I'm standing there. I didn't immediately react. And so we go back inside. I was so so busy and so consumed with the party that I didn't even really have time to process it. The party is finally over after all the performances. Everyone loved the party. Everyone was coming up to me and telling me how amazing it was and when's the next one and they can't wait. They're so happy that this is happening. Something like this is needed. Abdul was pleased He said, thank you, I thanked him. So I was feeling great about that, and then suddenly (laughs) it hits me that I was hit and that getting punched in the face and literally being deterred from putting on something that was needed. But as soon as I had a moment to think about it, I just broke down and cried was crying and yelling and crying and yelling about this situation, frustrated that there's always a battle and struggle. I felt this place was messed up. I was like, I vowed never throwing another party here again. So two days later, I'm leaving from work in downtown Oakland to go meet up with some friends and this man stops me in the street. It's like this older black man. And he's like, aren't you that person who got punched in the face at Quilombo? I'm like, you know, nervously admitting like, yeah, that was me. Like, is this guy going to attack me? Is he going to say that I was in the wrong or, you know, that I shouldn't have smoked a cigarette in front of the venue. And to my pleasant surprise, he's saying that he's sorry that that happened and that shouldn't happen. I almost cried. I was assuming that he was not going to get it, that he was going to, you know, look at me as the enemy too. And he didn't. And I thought about my grandfather, honestly. I thought about my family. I thought about how I've had to prove myself to them to prove my worth. So that, to me, was a sign of a shift in realizing that I don't need to be afraid all the time. A sign that there was people paying attention and there are people who are not, like, the person who would would hit me. After he showed me so much compassion, I decided that I needed to continue to throw parties. I needed to continue to create safe spaces. And so after that, we created a collective called New World Disorder. So New World Disorder is a collective of mostly trans, gender non-conforming, and queer people, centering trans women of color specifically, and creating safe spaces to display our art, creativity, installations, music of our culture. And so that party has built some really long-lasting relationships and really propelled us Into what will hopefully be greatness. And now we all have platforms, we're all DJing, we're all like taking it a step further than we were. And it all started because of this push. So I wanted to tell this story because it's to me (laughs) a very pivotal point in my personal experience. But also, I think, very important for other trans people, other black people, other queer people, and realize that if you have a vision and if it's met with so much resistance, then that probably means that you need to continue doing it. And to not let anyone deter you from that. Don't give up. And I think it's important for there to be safe spaces and for people who need these safe spaces to continue to create them because there's so many unsafe spaces. (laughs) It's really important to fight for these things. And sometimes I think, you know, from negative experiences come really positive things.
0: Thanks for listening to You Had Me at Black. Be sure to check out this episode's description for musical credits. And if you like what you just heard, head to youhadmeatblack.com slash b-side to subscribe to our newsletter and unlock access to exclusive videos, behind-the-scenes interviews, and specially curated music. That's youhadmeatblack.com slash b-side. Peace.